I can see why Richard Hackenberger came up with the solution to solve the electrostatic field or the radio interference field that he was creating uh, with his development of the EV gray motor because it's the same solution that or methodology that Wilhelm Reich used to dissolve or create clouds by grounding the cloud out to the earth which is negative, grounding it out well there's grounding straps because I'm thinking to myself okay, we've got this device it's great but it's creating radio interference how do we solve the problem? well we can blow air across it well if it's a moving vehicle that's fine but what happens when you come to a full stop now you're interfering with everybody's radio reception at every intersection or if you're just idling your car in your driveway, your neighbor has to suffer. So, well, you could have little outlet ports of air blowing across the surface of the car, coming from different angles, different points of reference. That's nice, but it's, uh-uh, that's not a solution. So then I started to think about clouds and uh, things of that sort, and I realized, no, wait a second. I attached to my RAV4 EV from 2002 a grounding strap, and I got in the habit of doing that with, uh, I think, some other vehicles, but I don't have it on any of my current vehicles because I just didn't bother. I forgot about it or something. Because I saw them, I read about it, I think, and then I saw them, and then I started paying attention. I saw them on buses, metro buses running around L.A. They had multiple straps, more than one. Uh, yeah, it must be a good idea if they're doing it. They don't want their customers to hold the rim of the doorway and try to get onto the bus or off the bus and get a shock. So the easiest, the, the whole thing about radio interference is that you're creating... Wait a second, I've got to... Is that you're creating a field that's different than the Earth. And it's a variable field. But if your field maintains itself the same status as that of the surface of the Earth, then you're not going to be creating any radio interference. So why go to the trouble of doing it Richard Hackenberger's way, of blowing compressed air through it and structuring it as a capacitance with inductance, two inductive plates on either side? Why not just ground the damn thing to the Earth? The chassis and... Uh, or the device, or both, or I don't know. I mean, there's such thing as grounded aerials. There's probably for a reason, I suppose. But, um, well, that's not going to help, will it? Well, no, this is not an aerial. This is just a car, let's say. Or house wiring. Well, house wiring is grounded, though. But cars usually are not. Nobody, the manufacturer, never puts grounding straps on a car. And I don't know why they don't. There must be a reason. Uh, maybe it attracts lightning. I don't know. But it would stop the radio interference dead in its tracks because it would make it the same as the surface of the Earth. And so any field created by the circuit or the chassis of the circuit, if it's grounded to the Earth, uh, the field would not be there. The electrostatic field would turn into current and drain out to the Earth. Now, a lot of... Uh, Asphalt surfaces are perfect insulators, unfortunately, and only when it rains are uh, you going to get water uh, acting as a conductor to seep through cracks in the road to meet up with the earth. 
some residential neighborhoods I found out the asphalt is a conductor of sorts it has some resistance but it is a conductor so a grounding strap won't work unfortunately on many of our highways unless we went back to concrete you know this would have to be a government decision to say okay rip up all the asphalt and that's great for the petroleum industry and give the money over to the concrete industry and start making concrete uh, streets or brick streets you know they're, they're kind of rough to drive over it kind of makes a lot of noise but concrete like the Hollywood Hills I remember they still have concrete streets and when you do that you have to split it because when they do it on freeway they, they'll do it on freeways actually rather than using asphalt and to get away with it you have to have cracks put in to allow for subsidence of the earth underneath the highway so that um, you don't get buckling and whatnot. So right now I can see the asphalt. The entrance onto this freeway I'm getting onto is, is asphalt, but the, con but the freeway itself is concrete. So what the hell are we putting asphalts on the city streets for if we're putting concrete on the freeway? There must be a reason. I bet somebody's answered it already on Cora or somewhere. i got to find out. But if, we, if it's good enough for the freeway, it's got to be good enough for everywhere else. So that's the solution. It's not something we can solve. It's something government has to step in and solve it And because we got to form a lobby. Say, hey, we're not the problem creating radio interference. So FCC, get off our back. We'll countersue you and tell you it's up to you to force all streets to be concrete. A semiconductor. Because that's what concrete is. It's a semiconductor because it contains moisture. That makes it a semiconductor. Okay, end of story. Problem solved. As I'm driving on the freeway, I notice that the shoulder to the right of the freeway, the far right, the far edge, in many instances is not concrete. In some instances it is, but in many instances it's asphalt. I think it's a cheaper alternative. I think it's simply a question of cost. That's the only reason. But for the freeway, they couldn't cut costs because they have to mandate that it's safe. There are no potholes. And asphalt is always subject to potholes. There you go. Concrete is not. Yeah, I see it lines every few lanes. There are breaks in the, in the freeway uh, parallel with the direction of travel. So it's obvious to me concrete is, is a better alternative to asphalt and asphalt is simply cheaper. That's all it amounts to. Oh, they have a crack about the width of a lane, sort of, but not exactly. All right, so that's it. That's why we have asphalt city streets and concrete freeways. It's because it's simply cheaper. That's all. And maybe some lobbyists from the petroleum industry <laughs> are uh, putting in their two cents worth. But the regulatory industry says, no, freeways cannot have potholes. They must be concrete. So I can see now this, the, the uh, off to the right side. It's uh, where, you, where you pull off to the side if you're not driving. In some cases, it's asphalt. Yeah, I can see that because it won't suffer wear and tear and develop potholes. Um, unlike the uh, interior of the freeway that everybody drives on, 
cannot afford to have potholes. When you're driving at high speed, that's all we need is to encourage accidents. So it was a law. Now I see some holes in the concrete that were filled in with asphalt, tiny, tiny. So it must be they allow asphalt to be used to patch the freeway if the hole is not too big. Anyway, that's my solution, is that we, it's not our problem, it's not our responsibility, it's government's problem, it's their responsibility to t haul out, pull out all the asphalt streets and byways, freeways, whatever, if there are any like that, and put in concrete, and then we can put in grounding straps and not be in trouble with the FCC. You see, it's not our fault. So if the FCC comes up to your door, you countersue them. You make sure you threaten them with a countersuit. You, you make sure, and you stipulate that the money you earn from this, all of it will be used to pay for a lobby that you will form to get asphalt off the streets. And that'll get someone's attention. If anything will, that will. Because think about it. When was the FCC born? 1934. And we're still bickering over Peter Savo? His status? Is he credible? What about the FCC? Are they credible? What, you don't think that Tesla's device was not creating radio interference? At, you know? And it took four years, or three, three years for the lawmakers in Washington, D.C. to come up with their solution was to institute the FCC. Remember, John Bedini warned us, don't get in trouble with the FCC when you start monkeying around with over-unity devices. So you see, I don't know why we're bickering over Peter Savo. I could curse at the moment, I feel that, but I'm not that angry. But it, it you know, it's ridiculous. It's stupid and it's a waste of time and energy. Stop bickering over Peter Savo and forget about it. Forget about Peter, but do not forget about Tesla Piercero 1931. That's worth remembering. Wasn't it the FCC who came to uh, the lab door of uh, Richard Hackenberger for the second raid? Come on, dudes, think. Think.